This is a HeadGum Podcast. The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Hello everyone, this is Austin. I just want to thank you for your patience with my terrible audio quality this episode. I promise I'll fix it in the future. Robot Congress. This is Allie Rothman, and I am here with these fools beside me, Ryan Morrison and Austin Hoffman. Hello. That was a nice, we let Allie do the intro this week. That that was kind of an NPR vibe. Hello, you are listening to Robot Congress? I was going for more of a Mr. Rogers vibe. That's oh, not bad. I don't remember how, didn't he say like, welcome to my neighborhood? Won't you be my neighbor? He was and just very, welcome yeah, to Robot Congress. It was like an I'm ASMR kind of thing. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rogers was the original ASMR. Won't you be my neighbor? He was. He would be very upset to see what that genre turned into. I mean, it's like the Zoe Kravitz commercial. Hello, I'm Austin. Hoffman, no, I knew Austin was going to start. Should I start doing what American Zoe did in the Nickelodeon? Yeah, you like how we uh, we got all these new subscribers. So we did a discombobulated, terrible, all over the place AMA episode, and now we've started the second episode with literally the worst opening we've ever done. So it's welcome. Okay. We have we have previous episodes to fall back on. That's right. Please go listen to the older episodes. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> welcome to Robot Congress. Ryan Morrison here. With We've Austin already been Allie. introduced by Allie. Yeah, that's right. Can you just let me have my moment? That's right. Allie's moment in the sun. This week, we're going to discuss what everyone's been discussing this week. It's the game that's on everyone's lips. Apex Legends. That is right, Austin. Uh, Apex Legends quite literally came out of nowhere. Uh, no one knew it was coming. Everyone thought EA was working mostly on Anthem and not much else. There was then ramblings of a Titanfall 2 Battle Royale mode. Then all of a sudden, bam, we have Apex Legends. And with Apex Legends, we have an obscene success, something we've not seen since basically Fortnite came out, uh, or at least Fortnite was relaunched, and people like Ninja went in and blew it up. What's kind of interesting, and we'll get into all of it, is it's hard to see if Apex is what is lasting or already showing that it's going to be a contender or just that shroud and ninja and all the other giant streamers went and are playing apex. That's uh, right. Can apex go the distance or is it just the flavor of the month? Yeah. I don't know why everyone's talking like this today. Ali and Austin <laughs> are on timeout. <laughs> start speaking You're in timeout. So long story short, we have, it's getting three times the views of league of legends. It's getting five times the views of Fortnite. overwatch league launches this week. And it's going to be super interesting to see what kind of views that pulls in compared to this. Long story short, Apex is certainly not going anywhere. And I say that because it's a solid game. It's uh, a fun uh, game. Yeah, Austin hates Fortnite. I love Fortnite. I played it a lot. And please don't meme at me. I know that's not allowed nowadays. But I love Fortnite. <laughs> Play it with, with O'Connor, who used to be on the podcast, and a bunch of other people. Put a lot of money, time, energy into it. And then I downloaded Apex to shut everyone up, to give it a try, and blown away. The game is super fun. We also put a lot of time and money into Dota 2, and we don't really play Dota 2 at all. And Heroes, rest in peace. Ah, no, we can't talk what about a Heroes. industry. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is this is what everyone always says. And 
you know, I, I tweeted the other day that that uh, got more likes than usual because it was insulting esports consultants, as everyone loves to do. But it's justified. I mean, we, the, I, the guy I tweeted about tw- uh, said three weeks ago, Fortnite is untouchable. It's the game of the decade. It's not going to go anywhere for a long time. And then quite literally a week later was tweeting, Fortnite's in real trouble. I would be worried if I was Epic, Apex is going to destroy it. Uh, so, you know, not quite a decade or five years. Yeah, it's fine to change your opinion based on new facts. Maybe but it felt like a decade or five m- maybe years. Maybe it did. That's what he meant. Honestly, it feels like forever since Apex came out. The game is so solid oh. and fun that it's it. I think I've played about a decade worth since it is a blast to play. And the movement is just right. Fortnite was too floaty and I did not care for its art style. But Apex is, yeah, Apex is really good and sliding. It feels it kind of reminds me of Tribes, the old Tribes games. And like where you can slide down a hill and it feels awesome. In fact, you can even like gun people like down while you're sliding down a hill. It's really fun. It also has classes like Tribes and and things like that, that really just kind of it brings another element. So I don't think this is going to hurt Fortnite at all. I think Fortnite is is a state. I think Fortnite is a brand now more than a game. And the kids that play Fortnite are going to stick with Fortnite. They're obsessed with it. It's on mobile. Yeah, Ninja's going to go back to it. All the rest are going to go back to it. Apex, on the other hand, though, I think is going to fill the hole that PUBG left and was trying to refill. I I do think Apex is kind of the death nail for PUBG as a ever to be hopeful as an eSport. Yeah, Apex is definitely more action-packed than PUBG, but uh, it, it, it hits a lot of the same notes, like graphics-wise. It it's it feels more realistic than Fortnite does. So, like, coming from me, I haven't played it. Tell me, like, why is it more realistic than PUBG? So PUBG was basically a military shooter. It felt like you were a, a trooper dropping on an island, normal human, going and fighting. Apex is not normal humans. They're humanoids. There are some human characters, but there's also a robot. There's, like, a warlock kind of deal if there's a magical element to it there's a future sci-fi element to it and are it's, they made up weapons or are these actual weapons yeah so these they're actu- future weapons they're actual weapons but they're future weapons right so it's an assault rifle but it's like almost a clone of the assault rifle in halo and and we'll talk later about some of the homages or carbon copies from older games that apex is sporting but uh nothing too egregious i, I really don't think so but yeah, it's, it's so exactly. It's not an assault rifle you'd go buy at a store today or that the army's using today. It's one that you would see like a moon trooper using 20 years from now. But at the end of the day, it's still a machine gun shooting regular bullets. Yeah, yeah but there's a robot a energy weapons. They do have. Yeah, they have the robot. They have the they have that lady that's like touched the warp or something and can like blink around, which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the it's it's but it's adult. You know, it, it feels grown up. Uh, Fortnite feels fun. I don't Fortnite, think definitely feels kind of kitty it, it's more cartoony like the planes are silly biplanes yeah, you know and, the color scheme yeah and i disagree that fortnite's kitty i know that that's po- a popular opinion i do think it's more like it's fun you know disney is kitty but disney is fun if you like disneyland and you're an adult fortnite has just that kind of charm element to it i i laugh and have fun w- with my friends when i'm playing fortnite Apex instantly brings out that competitive feeling in me that Fortnite doesn't. Oh, where, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, right. where I will rage at Austin when he clicks the wrong button and stuff. But long story short, I mean, it does. It just it has a more grown up competitive feel to it. So many of our Fortnite pros at the at my agency are, are switching over to Apex. They just have more fun with it. Already stealing such a big contingent of esports pros and streamers that it, I'm telling you, this game is is the real deal. I've been working in esports five years. I've never seen a game or title steal people li- like this since Fortnite. And, and before Fortnite, basically never. There is this genre of Battle Royale now, and these pros can translate from one game to the other very easily. Yeah, you can tell... 
in Apex, some people are really good, and usually, if they have like a if they have a Twitch stream in their name, they are carrying the team. Yeah, I mean, what's cool is I'm getting grouped against my clients too. You know, the game's still new and figuring itself out. There's not that rating system where they're, they're, the god tier players are by themselves. So every once in a while, I'll see one of my clients' handles and I'll, I'll hit them up and say, "Hey, are we playing against each other?" And they say yes while the while oh, they're man, killing you're gonna me. murder me. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they they, <laughs> they don't even need to pause. Uh, but real talk, I mean, it, the, the nice thing, too, is it has a slight kind of meme element to it. Also, the robot character, for example, is a sentient robot, but all he talks about is positivity and how he wants to help his friends. He has a giant smiley face in the middle of him. And it's funny. Uh, he's, his his lines are very funny. And man, did Overwatch miss out by making Bastion not able to talk. You know, in Apex, you're picking like classes slash characters. They each have a personality. They have voice call outs in the game. It could do if it had a little bit more perkiness and more voiceovers. I think that would be even better. But maybe they'll add that kind of stuff. That was a... Uh... Yeah, I mean, the game's a week old. So, you know, a character like Mirage, for example, has a bunch of funny one-liners. But they need to make it uniform where all three people in the squad are hearing the same one-liner. Because what I hear and I laugh you say what he didn't say that and it breaks the immersion a little bit uh but they'll they'll work out those kinks i have no doubt no and they could by expanding the the character's personality a little bit in game like just with more voiceover kind of stuff that that was one of my favorite things of the difference between borderlands 2 and borderlands the pre-sequel the pre-sequel was a worse game but the characters were better because they talked more i also don't know if the internet is just evolving or if kids found other outlets and by kids i mean childish brained people but I found almost no toxicity in this game so far. I've been on the voice comms with a lot of people playing. And honestly, I've, I mean, it's teamwork. It's friendly. I, I do something stupid and die. And rather than get yelled at, we're laughing about it as they try to revive me. I found a really good community so far in this game, which is surprising because, you know, it doesn't scream like it would have that. Yeah, but how long do you think that'll last? You think that's only because it's just, it's brand new and people and the assholes haven't made their way over? Ultimately, it seems like the, the games are pretty short. So even if you're paired up with somebody that's negative and I haven't really met any negative people yet. Again, yeah, maybe they are going to be coming over, but the games are short and like it doesn't really people don't get super frustrated that easily. That's a good point, too, that the, the map feels huge, but it's small. And there is only one map you play on. And it obviously, it's a Battle Royale game. So the map shrinks as you play. It's not as intuitive as the other games. You know, Fortnite, you pick up a gun, you know what that gun does. You pick up a funny snowman grenade and you throw it and you see it creates a snowman. This game has a lot of add-ons and and mods for all the guns and things. So it took a little getting used to. But that was my own. We're all still learning. Are you paying for those? Because it's it's a free-to-play game. No, so these are things that you literally pick up in each match. You start with nothing Uh and you pick up a machine gun and then you find pieces for it as you play. Yeah, like you find a better stock so so the gun has less recoil. Yeah, what's interesting here is since there's different classes you can play as, you start the the game with a a character who has an innate ability and then an ultimate ability. And every character has one of, you know, two different abilities. But what's interesting is they are not all free. So you don't pay to win, but there are clearly... You do pay to unlock a couple characters. And those characters are clearly... The characters are not balanced. You know, the the robot that I like to play is, is unanimously revered as the worst one. Again, that's definitely something that we can see tinkered with and tweaked in the future. Sure, again, but yeah, it's like, the, the it, naturally you choose the worst character. Of course. Yeah, of course. I like the underdog and he's a funny robot who's positive and happy. But in all seriousness, you know, we saw the same with Heroes of the Storm. I think, you know, uh, and obviously League of Legends and games like that. It's not unheard of that you have to pay for characters. 
it'll be it just puts a lot more weight on you having to balance your characters and it's not so secret that the community felt when heroes or another game was trying to sell a character they would make that character the strongest character oh yeah i I absolutely felt that way when heroes released a new character that character for the first like week or two of it coming out was typically overpowered and then it would get tweaked downwards. Yeah, and I hope that doesn't happen here or it's going to cheapen the game. Wait, but so I'm confused. How did this happen that all of a sudden this new game comes out and like you didn't hear anything about it prior to... Yeah, there are no leaks, no rumors, nothing like that. I think a lot of people that listen get confused by this, but Ali and I are partners at the law firm. Ali does not work at my agency and my agency is a completely separate staff from my law firm. It's a completely separate world in life. The reality is it's my job at that agency to know what's coming, to know what's going on in the industry, to be a step ahead of everyone else. This is one of the very few times where I was completely blindsided. I knew they were working on a Titanfall Battle Royale. I knew that there was stuff coming. To be totally frank with you, we all laughed it off. We all said, oh, good luck, Titanfall. Good luck, EA. Good luck, Respawn. You know, it's a really bad time to be releasing a new Battle Royale. Look, Look at what happened to all the others already. It's like releasing an MMO against World of Warcraft. Yeah, you were there when I when I finally was talked into downloading Origin and giving it another try, which yes. we won't we don't need to get into Origin. That'll be a whole other episode. Even at the law firm, I mean, you, we generally hear from you know developers, programmers, artists who are involved in the project, and we didn't hear anything. Right. It, it's unreal that this this went by, and it's beyond impressive. And to tell you the truth, if they came out and started marketing this a year ago or six months ago or whenever they started on it, I don't think this would have been the same success. I think people were blown away that this game that came out of nowhere was fun. And I think if they had a year to pick it apart or the marketing came out, people would have insulted the characters. It would have got iterated to death by focus groups. And instead, we just saw seemingly the dream of a creator come out untouched, even by Evil EA. Well, the only way you had to judge it was to actually play it because it was out. Yeah. And you and, couldn't prejudge it. And I have a hard time believing their quality assurance testers throughout the world played this and uh, respected their NDA. That's just never happened in a game before. Yeah. So all those QA people playing the game, why would they respect an NDA? Like, what are the consequences of breaching one? I mean, I've never met an NDA I won't sign. I I, I don't respect NDAs too much. And I don't mean that I don't follow yeah. them. I do. It's just that they're so rarely enforced. But so what what happened? It's Ali's a seen superficial it. protection. I mean, I mean, everybody should have an NDA, but truthfully speaking, they're really difficult to enforce. I, you know, I like to always advise clients that as well. I mean, you're only enforcing them once they've been broken. At that point, the damage that you were afraid of is done. So it, it's more a deterrent. That's exactly right. So, but let's let's walk through that process. So you're EA. I'm a quality assurance tester, and and you being Ali, you want me to not share this secret you want me to test out this game and not tell my friend not take a screenshot what are you doing to make sure i will comply with that sure so basically what these agreements say these non-disclosure agreements is exactly that we say we're going to give you access to this game that's not yet released that we've been working on you agree that this is entirely confidential that you can't share it you can't take it home with you you don't own it you can't do anything with it unless we tell you you can. You're not going to stream it on Twitch. Right, right. which right. happens. I mean, that stuff yeah. happens. Sometimes in really good NDAs, they actually have something that's called liquidated damages also, uh, which basically says it, it predetermines what the damages are if you breach it. So, for example, if you breach Ooh. this NDA and you tell somebody about my game, you automatically owe me call it 500 grand. Doesn't matter how much damage you actually caused me, how many people you told, 
you automatically have to pay me this amount of money. And liquidated damages are something that at my firm, if I get a contract to review, I almost always try to take them out. But man, what a deterrent. It's saying, Austin, if you talk about this game, you owe me this. And the alternative is- and That in is most scary. Contracts, yeah, and in most contracts, and what the alternative to liquidated damages is, if you breach it, then you have to figure out what the damages are. Um, you know, you figure out how much profits you lost or how much you're entitled to under statute or a, a plethora of other ways you can figure it out. Liquidated damages avoids the need for that. And, ma- and makes it clear to the signee, you are, or sign or her, you are, you are homeless if you tell right. someone about it, this. It's like a it, terrifying it, prenuptial agreement. It, yeah, I mean, and liquidated damages are never not economical. I mean, that's that's the point of them. They're always worse than the best case scenario. Right. And and we to be clear, we have no idea what these NDAs look like, but I promise you there was a lot of NDAs there. I can't imagine. I also promise you that, that and you can feel it in the game, which is why this game's so good. I promise you that the team at Respawn that built this, man, did they love this game. Man, did they want to prove everybody wrong. And man, did they, their heart and souls are in this the, the the code here. I mean, they are, I believe that's why this was not leaked is because this team was so excited about proving everyone wrong and saying, no, there can be a better battle royale game. We're going to prove it to you. I wonder if it was also just a super small team, um, like you, a tight knit group who just, you know, this was their passion project. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I know a couple people at, at Respawn. I know a couple people at EA and it's, it. they tell me most things that they shouldn't tell people. And I still didn't have an idea of what this was going to be. Although again, to be fair, I think it was easier to hide this because everyone kept hearing about another battle royale coming out and no one cared. And eyes were kind of off EA at the time. Yeah, well, it's, it, Anthem came out and no one was too excited about I mean, Austin, share sh- share your piece about Anthem and your comparisons to Destiny and your excitement for that game. And I believe it waned pretty quickly, right? I'm a big fan of Destiny. I played it since Destiny 1. I got Destiny 2 and was very disappointed, but they released, of course, later they upped the game and Destiny was fun again. I wasn't looking forward to Anthem after I uh, after I touched it the first time. Still kind of like leery about it. Uh, the, the 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 wider, like more explorable world was pretty was pretty interesting. And the I would say like the, the, the tactical combat in Anthem was definitely interesting but that's not a game that i would plan on pre-ordering and i mean in general i i I try to not pre-order games because it's a terrible thing to do on principle but i ended up pre-ordering destiny the expansion one and that was that was a mistake yeah Uh, anyway we don't need to hear the the whole backstory there but but anthem is coming out in 11 days from this recording it's coming out the 22nd of of february officially and no one cares anymore uh and And it's it's really interesting that you know yeah anthem and then uh apex hey look apex of course uh you know apex is three players which is kind of restricting it just like just like destiny three players restricting uh and you know anthem you can have more but it's Apex is more fun from the brief time that I've had with yeah, but Anthem. What's, and what's interesting Apex, is yeah. they're both EA. And EA is releasing the game. So EA is the publisher for both Anthem and Apex, to make that super clear. Anthem's been marketed. Anthem's had open betas. You know, all this money and energy and marketing behind Anthem. And it's had a pretty meh response. And then we have Apex come out with no marketing behind it, completely dominate the industry. And EA seemingly killed their own game by having an insane explosion of success on the other. I would imagine that this was so unexpected, even at EA, that they thought uh, Apex was going to be middling to fun success, just a little fun side game. And now they're in full scramble mode. I bet their esports department is is taking 
everyone off of the everything except FIFA and throwing them into Apex. Well, the I, beauty of it is they can now hire everyone that Activision Blizzard's laying off tomorrow. Oh, roasted. Oof. That's wow. true, though. Uh, and then, so the, what I do want to talk about, though, is if you told me that Respawn was making a game and Bioware was making a game, which one of those two would you back, Austin? Uh, definitely Bioware, but, you know, that that's because they've made lots of games I've loved. Same. Bioware is one of my favorite studios ever, and I'm blown away that I'm, I I could not care less about Anthem. I never cared about Anthem. Ali and I were at the, the Game Awards in LA, and it, the Anthem trailer was played for the umpteenth time, and it, I, it just never captured any emotion in me. Is that a big, is that a lot, umpteenth? Umpteenth, yeah. <laughs> that's, my highest, that's my highest rating. And but yeah, Apex. But to be fair, neither did Apex. You guys all made me download Apex. I wanted to kill myself play, like doing it. I, I could not believe I was downloading Origin again. And I, I, it didn't even take half a match. I saw there was a happy face, thumbs up robot, fell in love, and here we are. You just mentioned esports. Do you think that Apex is going to be good for just streaming or esports as well? There, you ask a million different people, you'll get a million different answers about whether I'm or asking not you a battle royale <laughs> game can be an esport. I think absolutely. Uh, we've heard a million different iterations of, you know, what these games can be, how they should be viewed. I think Battle Royale is is going to be viewed very similarly to how golf is viewed, but obviously more fun because golf is terrible. But you're going to see the more serious competitors, I think, in a game like Apex and the more fun kind of WWE style event with Fortnite. I really believe that each publisher knows their game. Each company understands what they have. And they're going to go that way. Are there insane levels of talent in Fortnite? For sure. I think the best Fortnite player is actually going to be better than the best Apex player because of that building element. But I still think that Fortnite caters more to, hey, let's have Marshmallow uh, part duo with Ninja and go out and see what happens. Let's have Cypher, you know, have a, a tournament where he it's, wears silly hats. It's become more of a pop culture thing than anything. Right. It's just, it's a fun thing. And I think Apex is going to go for the nitty gritty competitive way. So you don't think they'll create, they'll have a creator's mode in Apex? I, I don't, I don't think so because, and who knows? I mean, the game could go any direction, but it, and creative mode is easy enough to set up, but I don't think it's going to be kind of the, the main crux of it. Like Fortnite was, you have to remember too, Fortnite was made to be a creator's mode first and then became a battle royale. This is a game that was made to be a battle royale and it, it shows. It's funny. I was looking forward to Fortnite when it was the co-op versus zombies kind of game. And I, that's when I downloaded it initially. And then it came out with a battle royale mode, mode and I, I like hadn't played that until, I don't know, a few months ago. Long story short, yes, I think it'll be an eSport. I'm already talking to most of the eSports organizations about signing our, our players that are moving over there. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I, I really am. I, we're, we're all hands on deck for Apex over here. And, and we haven't been like that since Fortnite again. And it only has eight characters right now. I I, I would actually want to go to a bar and like watch an Apex tournament rather than a Fortnite one. Sure. You don't drink. So weird one. <laughs> well, OK, yes, but that's the kind of thing that you would take me out to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and maybe they would have flavored drinks like they did in that. Yes. Austin came to me. Please don't curse on the podcast, Austin. You came you came to me years ago to watch the International at Dota at a bar called Rookies, which is out of business now because they did things like show the International. Uh, <laughs> but they had Dota-themed drinks there. And I remember you uh, were in heaven. 
There was yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it, it was. By drinks, you mean like a Shirley Temple? No, I mean yeah, but there was like a spritz of vodka in there. I often got <laughs> super silly. I remember. It does not take a lot. Oh, and because I was a meme lord, Bastion main in Overwatch, and now I'm playing Pathfinder, the meme lord robot in Apex. Uh, everyone keeps asking me if there is any kind of infringement to Bastion and Overwatch because one of the intros for the the robot in Apex has him call a bird and the bird comes and lands on his arm, but then starts attacking him. So <laughs> it's clearly a, a clever... It's a, it's a nod. Yeah, it's it's a nod. It's poking fun at, at Overwatch. And, you know, so and, and just to, re, to remind everyone in the audience, Bastion is the robot character in Overwatch who has a bird that stays with him throughout most of his life and love and, and everything else. Uh, I forgot the bird's name, which is embarrassing because uh, it's my job to know that. But uh, Bastion always has a little bird with him. And the, the robot that is very Bastion-esque in Apex, in one of the intros, again, bird comes, lands on him, starts attacking him. It's a clever little nod. It's a chuckle. <laughs> Allie, if, if I was a client saying I'm releasing a game like Overwatch and I have a robot character like they do, and we want to, for one of his introductions, have a bird land on him, just like they do in Overwatch, but we'll be silly about it, and the bird will start attacking him. What would you tell that client? You don't own the bird. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say uh, Blizzard has any rights to a bird landing on one of their characters, even if they weren't, even if EA weren't making a joke of it in Apex. Um, I mean, it's just the idea, really, of a bird landing on somebody's arm, which is not super original to begin with. Uh, and as the opposing attorney in this argument, I would say that it is choreographed. <laughs> that bird landing on that robot, Ooh. two identifiers, that Although is a Austin, choreographed action. You should know that simple routines are not protectable. He doesn't even know what the word choreographed means. But the, <laughs> the, the reality is, if, if you were my client and you wanted to do that, I would I would for sure tell you not to do it. I think I agree with Ali 100% on the assessment that you don't they don't own a bird. They don't own robots. They don't own robots with birds. But if you're making a similar shooter, a similar game, and you have a very similar robot character that all of a sudden has a bird just like that other robot, you're poking the beast a little bit. You're poking it for sure. But, but EA is it's hysterical. But EA can poke the beast. You can't afford to. Uh, so if EA is your publisher, poke away. But if you're an indie, ah, I'd I'd tread more lightly. You think? You, you, you agree with that, Ali? <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> but we see Easter eggs and like nods to other games all the time. Is from mean... big publishers who can afford to do that. If you have an Easter egg of a lightsaber game, you're poking the beast. You're and asking. And again, a nod is not necessarily copyright infringement. That's not what we're saying here. But it's definitely it's definitely a risk there. Yeah, and and uh, so it's exactly. not worth doing. Yeah, it's just why why do it? And again, this is not a bird as part of the character in Apex. It's just in one of the the possible of dozens and dozens intro screens. He can have a bird. So it's it's funny. I I loved it when I saw it. Uh, but I a lot of other people tweeted and said, "Hey, speaking of." Birds tweeting. Tweet, 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 tweet. Is, it, no, is, that, right, is that supposed I'll to be stop. funny? I'll stop. But but in all seriousness, the the reality is this one is probably a okay. E o tweet okay. E a e a okay. Well, listen. I look forward to sliding down the muddy hills of Apex. My boots getting covered in grime and slime, and leaving behind footsteps for other people to find me. And because you two are making such awful puns. We can call it there and I can go play Apex. <laughs> All right, deal. Uh, as always, thank you for listening, everyone. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas for an episode, email robotcongresspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show at robot underscore congress. 
You can follow Morrison at Morrison. You can follow Austin at Robot Austin. What about me? You don't follow Allie. She doesn't tweet. <laughs> I hate you all. Allie Rothman, though. All right. Anything else before we go? Austin, Allie, do you want to promote your upcoming specials? Uh, I'm going to be making uh, Turkey Fricassee. It's a, it's a new special, <laughs> and it's something that I've never made before. But it's served along a side of braced goose liver. That is awesome. And Ryan and I are headed to Dice, so we'll have some good stories and hopefully some fun stuff for upcoming episodes. Yeah, this podcast will be out after we're back, actually. But happy Valentine's Day if you downloaded this today. And if you're somebody who's lovers out there. going back and listening to our backlog. Make sure you play this episode over your Valentine's Day dinner. And if you're someone going back and listening to this years later from our backlog and you remember this Valentine's Day is a bad one. They weren't worth it. You'll do better. Maybe you already are doing better. You'll find another one. There's plenty of fish in that sea. Bye, Craig. That was a HeadGum podcast. So hang on one sec. Levelated. Uh, <laughs> Practice it. Hello and welcome. Levelated, 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 levelated. I don't want to do it like you, though. I want to do it like me. You got to do hello you could, and welcome. You, well, well but, okay, so do I sound better? Am I still somehow blowing it out, even though I'm nope, I lowered great. it by half? Now oh, you're fantastic. almost a little low. Oh, okay. Well, I lowered myself from like sixty yeah, percent input volume to twenty five percent input. Yeah, volume. go to so go to thirty four. Uh, I put it on thirty three. Okay, All right, we'll I want take thirty three. I want to like Mr. Rogers. Do okay, it. but it's so long as it's got. Well, you know, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, don't judge me before I do it. Yeah, well, right. Let's go. I'm we to be fair. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. Then you say your name. I wanted to see if Austin liked it first. Oh, all right. I'd like to hear the whole thing, including I'm uh, Allie or Allison Rothman, whatever you like, Allie. And then you have to introduce us, too. Who are you again?